0: The Paper Cuts Podcast has bad language and spoilers,
1: so cover your f***ing ears.
2: You are now listening to the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast with Dean
1: DeFalco, Dan Ryan, Evan Goldstein, and Matt Munch. For the comic podcast with the most personality this side of the galaxy, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan.
2: Thanks, announcer guy, and thank you for checking out the Paper Cuts podcast, issue 111. I'm your host, Dan Ryan, and joining me for this star-studded, all-star, spectacular, spoiler-warning finale to the Paper Cuts podcast, Mr. Dean DeFalco. Uh, I'm not really here. Mr. Matthew Much. I'm Nick Grillo. Mr. Oh, Chris Randazzo. Pucking so the Coconut. And our returning champion... Mr. Evan Goldstein, is it necessary to come up with something witty? Yes, we'll wait. Oh, this is no. riveting, rating. I think that counts. Okay, <laughs> I think it does too. If I can. Cry. Well, whoa. So, man. Oh, edit at. Should I be four recording it? And- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you shouldn't. So, as I said there, uh, right there at the top of the show. Um, to let you in on a little bit of be, the behind the scenes uh, here at the inner workings of GeekAde.com, Dean and I have been married for four or five years, and things just have hit a bit of a rough patch lately, and we're it's still kid's friends. It, well, it is. It's the
1: kid's we're, fault.
2: we're going to stay friends.
1: God damn it, man. Don't tell the
2: kids, but it's their fault. Yeah, no, don't tell them. They they sound so cute at the beginning of the show. But Dean and I have decided to separate to go our our, our separate ways um to find other bearded men on our horizon. What is Dean? happening? <laughs> you you bastard, would you like to say anything that you haven't already said in court? <laughs> Holy
1: shit. Am I the bad guy? Am, am I like the one that calls <laughs> yes, to happen?
2: Yes, you have the evil goatee. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's
3: Listen,
4: what, just pissed wow. because you got custody of the kids. So we have
3: officially what? given up on rails. In, it's not, it's oh entirely. God! What can Six I say? Six months What's in a rail.
1: rail? I, I love the dicks. I, 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 I who doesn't? I needed their comfort, and uh, Dan mm, mm. just wasn't putting out. So no, uh, yeah, I am very improved. hard to breathe. do.
2: I'm a very expensive date. No, um, no, he's oh, a classy motherfucker,
4: is what he is. I certainly am. I like I being will, on a show with no rails.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! No, uh, we have decided. Um, Paper Cuts Podcast is going through its very own DC Universe style reboot. We are going to be back, uh, very much doing the same shit, um, but with uh, some new some new stuff going on. So make sure you're you're looking for that in a couple a uh, couple of weeks. Uh, Dean and Matt will be continuing on to do other things. Evan and Chris are just here because they used to be here. And then they fucked off, and now they're back again, because uh, <laughs> they're like, whatever, we'll just show up at the end. We'll fucking leave you guys high and dry for fucking months.
1: Watch the thing burn down. Yeah,
2: we're, <laughs> we're just Years here in my case, pour gasoline on the fire. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, there's a hole over there without any fire. Put some fire on it. Shit.
1: <laughs> anyway.
2: I brought cardboard fire, which is awesome and flammable. Ooh, excellent. Did you... <laughs> I- <laughs> There's a story today on the news about some long time. We are. I hope none of you have anything planned for Wednesday next week. Yo, there was a murder next to my house. That's awesome.
4: I heard about that. (laughs) Like last night, somebody was killed in the next neighborhood.
2: That's so cool.
4: And it was related to uh, another murder that happened in the mall parking lot. That's right down the street on Black Friday.
2: Ooh, there was a murder on Black Friday.
4: Yeah. And it had nothing to do with Black Friday, (laughs) at least as far as we can tell. When was the second murder? Uh, last night, mm. it was not Cyber
3: Monday, Matt. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to tie it into the
0: Black Monday murders, which is a comic.
2: Oh, oh, a comic.
0: oh. So, how did so you try to very make things dare make you sense?
2: <laughs> try to bring this back on the rails, sir.
0: Look, we haven't seen rails for over a hundred issues. I will slap those try- spikes
1: right out of your hand. <laughs> you put that hammer down. Did you
2: just make a railway tie yes, joke there, he John did, Henry? He Henry? And to Jesus. The
1: Asian guy!
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Real quick. Uh, quick, uh, quick and <laughs> cue the music. Cue the music. Go, go, go. <laughs> the racism Real is palpable. Nice.
2: Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, I believe there is a Trump supporter in our midst.
1: What? <laughs> Oh uh, well, whoa, whoa, okay. Hmm. All right, well, right, here's the no, thing right. about Trump.
2: Wow, that was that <laughs> was pretty sobering, Dan. Jeez. <laughs> Wait to douse that fire. <sighs> oh goodness. So, to get back to uh, to to the uh, well, whatever the fuck this is going to be. Um, we decided that the the best way to end a show. Is to talk about our favorite comic book endings. And well, um, we,
4: well, before you go there, I would say that the best way we thought to end the show was to get all of the the hosts of the show, all the people yeah. that were on it, back together. Uh-huh. But somebody named Dan Ryan forgot mm-hmm. to tell Nick <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. that we they were, were doing the it. The scenes fun, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I got that out of my system. All right,
2: go. that's okay. It's it's fine. It, it's and deserved. <laughs> Nick I, should be here. I really wanted to talk to Nick. Nick should be I haven't talked to him here. in so long. He and maybe he'll show up later. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. We all know that's <laughs> not going to happen. Well, he might. has to
3: be invited to this. <laughs> that's I
2: true. Know. Anyway, Whew. so we're going to talk about. Uh, Endings of comic books. And and I think we're going to focus mostly um, on the ones that we enjoyed because sometimes you get a really succinct and really clear and really beautiful little bow wrapped up on your favorite little bit of storytelling. And other times you get the ending of Venom Space Night, which is not something we wanted or appreciated. So uh, let's see. Uh, I think we're going to go, Matt, kick us off. Mother
0: of God, <laughs> Mother
4: of God. I've never read that book. Matt just passed out, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of
2: Matt. And that, anyway. So, Matt, what, uh, what did you want to talk about?
0: Well, um, I was going to talk about Huck. All right, okay. probably the best thing I've read, I think, besides Venom Space Night, of course. Well, over the cover so one in all of the hearts,
4: essentially scripture at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially,
0: <laughs> scripture <laughs> at this point.
4: <laughs> That's a good title. Dude, when they release the hardcover, like the, the compilation, the omnibus, as it were, of, paper. of, Venom, uh, Space <laughs> of um, Venom Space Night, it needs to be printed on Bible paper. <laughs>
1: totally. Uh, full so, color all right, bleed so, will
4: Just go straight through the pages. It'll be completely illegible. But it'll yeah. be- <laughs> I want it leather-bound and owl tits right on the cover. Right on the cover. We won't even have venom on the cover. In in venom face no, night: colin <laughs> owl tits. No,
1: I don't. I don't want them embossed. I want like actual like They're felt in ones relief. that come yeah. out and you can. <laughs> like, yeah, <grab> yo, mate.
4: <laughs> I want a velvet art ben- venom Space N- base night book. Yeah, velvet art. I wanted <laughs> that to come was with good That,
2: that set and started off very well, but then became venom. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Sounded like you said venom base night. That he would just be excited. so yes. yes,
2: venom, venom- base night.
4: Oh, man. Slapping the bass.
1: So, Matt, Huck. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Huck.
2: Uh, written by Mark Millar. I just Millar. the
4: symbiote to make a big upright bass. <laughs> like a black upright bass. <laughs> he makes webbing for the strings and just starts playing. Doo, 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 makes himself doo, doo. a beret. <laughs> oh,
3: my God.
2: Ow. Ow. Oh. Uh. So, hot. Pictionary Huck categories for the was... future. All <laughs> right, oh enough. Oh, my God. <laughs> Huck, what's an image comic series uh, written by Mark Millar with art by Raphael Albuquerque. Fantastic. And uh, you thankfully brought it to our attention. That's right.
0: Yeah, at the risk of... I was just trying to figure out whether I was going to mention Venom again because I also brought that to our attention. But That's true. That's we true. just managed to get on track. <laughs> <laughs> um, Huck has a nice ending it just kinda it wraps itself up the way it should and you know it's not doing anything tremendously clever but sometimes you don't have to sometimes a clean relatively happy ending is the way to go and uh, it was executed well which so few endings are where um, the bad guys get their comeuppance and um, the good guys they live on happily ever after and um, it's it's just nice. And the whole series uh, was was nice. It was great. And the whole the whole thing is throughout the progress of Huck, you managed to or the writer managed to really make you care about the characters in only like six issues, which is quite an accomplishment. And so that just made you all the more happy when they got their happy ending.
2: Fully agree. Not a with sexy that. happy ending. Just right, a regular no, and happy ending. And I think what what made it perhaps even more surprising that it was just a, well, oh, this is just over, and just this once, Rose, everybody lives, um, was that well, it was Mark well Millar. He, he, he who is known for the bombastic ridiculousness that he is known for wrote a story about a simple guy who does the right thing, and wins and that's it mm-hmm. that's awesome and it Sometimes was so unexpected and it you, was one of those books I know when I finished it I was like huh awesome <laughs>
3: that's and it,
2: it's good a, on you Mark Millar it, it's it's
3: weird did you like want more like you felt they should be more no no
0: it was, no it was just it, yeah it was a complete ending because he said I'm
2: satisfied and how rare is that? Especially in that comics. It's almost happens. non-existent. No, it never, never happens. But yeah, to, to do a six-issue story and just be like, I have told my story. It has a logical conclusion. It is satisfying. I am moving on to the next thing. Was like a breath of fresh air. And I appreciate that you brought it to us. It's an Chris, achievement. Chris, did you, did you read Huck at all? I did not, no. Um, you are fucking missing out, man. I, can, I, can I loan haven't it
4: read a lot lately. It's worth well, reading. Well, what the hell are you doing? I mean,
3: really, Chris?
4: Look, Truman's, Chris. I'm look, I, after okay. I after I moved and decided I no longer had money for things, I've really only been reading uh, Justice League, um, N- Justice League, Ninja Turtles, Star Wars, Deadpool, Spider Man. I think that's it. Deadpool, really? Deadpool slash Sp- the Deadpool Sp- Spider Man Deadpool book. That was it. Oh, uh, okay. You should drop Justice League. I think about it, but every now and then it gives me something that I'm like, yeah, that's kind of interesting. So, <laughs> and you it's kind of a weight of inertia thing because I don't go to pick up my books every week anymore. So, like I mm. go there and like three issues sitting there, like mm, okay, sure, why not? <laughs> the Weight of yeah, inertia, but resounding <laughs> recommendation. <laughs> yeah, really. <that's... laughs> yeah, <all>
2: right. <laughs> all right. I don't just care. Well, excellent, to Matt. Cancel I... this. So. Side <laughs> question:
3: You just made comment about Justice League. Did anybody see the up and com- like the DC? They had that group of young up and coming artists mm-hmm. do a book. I can't remember what the name of it was, but um, the of uh, like two kids from the keyboard School. Remember that that kid Minkyu?
1: I yeah, I saw that he uh, he was in on the book, right? Yeah,
3: he was published in that oh, book. Oh wow, I was it it and it looks amazing. So well,
1: that kid's just fucking talented. No,
3: like the whole book, not just his. The whole book looks phenomenal. No,
1: I'm I'm sure it does, but I I mean, he's talented.
2: <laughs> that, that got that's good it. though.
1: Mic drop. That's it. <laughs>
2: Thud. And that's he, our he, show. <laughs> Join us again next week when <laughs> no. Ex- well, Matt, I think that is a, an excellent choice um, for a book that just ended very well. Um, we're going to move on to uh, Mr. Randazzo though, because you said you wanted to talk about Mega Man. Oh
1: my heart. And oh man, you you spoiled my my. I'm sorry.
4: I had a cue.
1: All right. Never me. mind. I'll, Let's I'll, try this I'll again. It it out. Book. Go ahead. Yeah. Re- re- rewind.
2: Ask okay. Me what book so I'm,
1: talking about. I'm not. Next. Edit it out.
2: I know you're not, but this is going to make for riveting fucking podcasting. They're going to be like, "Oh, they fucked up." We are really behind the scenes now. Um, Chris. Yes. What did you want to talk about? Well, I wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> he has a fucking music
3: cue.
4: I wanted to talk about Justice League. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. No, yeah, I had had told everyone that I wanted to talk about Mega Man because um, as a video game guy, that book was really near and dear to my heart. And really, I mean, it was... If you'd never read the Mega Man book before, it was coming from from the Archie label, and they had been doing the Sonic comic for a very long time. So it's not like I was thinking, "Oh yeah, the people who do the Sonic comic, yeah, let's let's get them on Mega Man. This is going to be great."
2: <laughs> yeah, this is going to um, be the best nothing, job ever.
4: Nothing against the Sonic comic per se, because I had never actually read it. I just spent a lot of time with some people that would come into my store to buy it, and. Uh, <laughs> Left me with an odd flavor in my mouth. Um, well, first so of all, uh, you shouldn't ha- be associating bears. with customers like that. <laughs> yeah, really. Look, Jesus, I talk about took, service, all right? I need a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I closed
2: the deal, Evan. That's the art of the deal. Anyway. Coffee
4: is for closers.
2: <laughs>
4: so, so when why do you first... think
2: Chris and I are still friends?
4: <laughs> so I Yikes. Made it happen. I closed that deal permanently.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so uncomfortable. Um, you should be, I'm not though he's very gentle i am I am quite the lover all right, um, so when the first issue of
4: Mega Man hit, and uh I read it i was I was beyond impressed by it because the writers were um uh Ian Flynn was so smart about the he was really into the mythology like. He wrote that book as if he was writing a book of the games and intelligently expanding that universe. And so he started going through the original Mega Man, and I was very impressed by that. Uh, And I naturally thought he was going to move on to Mega Man 2, but instead he moved on to Mega Man Powered Up, which was a remake of the original Mega Man for the PSP that included two extra Robot Masters. And he then added those two Robot Masters to the second story arc before moving on to Mega Man 2. And through interviews with the guy, I had learned that he was a huge fan of the series, uh, and really was going to go through all of the mythology, including the Game Boy games, offshoots like the Wily Wars, even weird stuff like Mega Man soccer, like... There were so many references to all of these things, and, and, and they built that world up so smartly, they added new characters, they gave uh, certain Robot Masters really interesting depth, and it went off into some like filler type of uh, issues from time to time, but uh, they made it all the way through Mega Man 3, which was—I uh, mean, Mega Man 3 is my favorite game in the entire franchise— And I was really happy with the way they handled that because they set up stuff for like the the Star Droids from Mega Man 5 for Game Boy by including this whole Raw Moon story arc, which was from a really obscure PlayStation, Japanese-only Mega Man release. But they tied that into the creation of the Mega Man 3 Robot Masters and set up Mega Man 5 for Game Boy. It was so smart. It was so interesting. And then the book just got canceled. Archie, uh, I believe... (laughs) <laughs> well, they said it was all they said it was all amicable, but it came from like Capcom was doing something with Mega Man behind the scenes and and there hasn't been a new game or anything like that in forever, but they have a new animated series which I believe Capcom is hoping to rejuvenate the Mega Man brand uh and they didn't want to muddy the continuity and so Archie was told to put the book on hiatus. They still have the license, I believe, but they didn't want them to continue I guess writing the story of that particular frame of Mega Man because I assume when this new cartoon comes out, they're going to make a cartoon that is based off of that new cartoon
1: They're going
2: to make a cartoon based off the
4: cartoon? Uh, they're going to make a, a comic based off that cartoon, my, my apologies um, Fuck it. This is a professional <laughs> This show, is Chris. a professional show and I'm fucking it up for all of you God <laughs> damn it Yay. This is why I you are on here two
2: episodes
4: <laughs> with <sighs> my big fat Stone Age gamer stacks of cash, right? <laughs> <laughs> Making all that never mind. Uh, so, so what they did to to tie this up was they they pulled an X Men Evolution, uh, and if you've never watched X Men Evolution, do it because it's the good. first season of the show is pretty stupid and then it just gets better and better and when that show uh, i believe they were unsure if it was getting canceled i don't know what what exactly the story behind it was but what they did for the series finale is they had like professor x look into the future and they just showed all the shit that they wanted to do they showed rogue getting the the power of flight gambit joining up with the x men uh, all kinds of the phoenix showing up like just little flashes of all that stuff being just like you want to see you want another season of this show well, this is what you would have gotten, but tough be-no-tos. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's what uh, they did with Mega Man, but they did it <laughs> they did it to a degree that was absolute insanity. They basically set up Mega Man 4. And then they did this thing where each page was a different Mega Man game, and they went through the Game Boy stuff: uh, five, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then they were like, "And Mega Man X, and Mega Man Legends." And I was like, uh, "Just each one is this giant, gorgeous splash page of showing what would have, what they would have done, different story arcs for each pieces, each piece of this Mega Man mythology." Introducing characters like bass and treble, and oh, god, it ripped my heart out. But at the same time, since there was no way we were ever gonna get that, like I know, I know that Ian Flynn really wanted to get to Mega Man Seven. It was because good fan he,
1: service, at the very least.
4: It was, uh, and 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 Flynn, he he threw in like in the crossovers, he took every opportunity to get bass into the uh, the Mega Man comic, but he doesn't show up till Mega Man Seven, so. And he's such a stickler for the continuity and doing things properly. He wasn't going to introduce that character until they made it to Mega Man 7. And they just barely made it through 3. So I know it. I know, I know. he wasn't happy with it. Like I know there's no way that he was okay with ending that book the way he did. But I'm so glad that he went through... Basically, I've got one issue left. So I'm going to show you... I'm just going to give you a taste of what was in my imagination. And it's the best I can do. Um, so yeah, it was, it was heartbreaking for me to see that because seeing the Mega Man universe, um, drawn the way that it had been drawn in the Mega Man comic, uh, particularly the, the earlier issues that, uh, Spaz was doing, um, was, was really, was like childhood fantasy come to life in my head. I loved that book so dearly. And I was really sad. I'm still sad that it's not around. I'm still sad that I don't get one of those a month. And but at the same time, if I had to get an ending cut off like that, I'm glad they did what they
2: did. Well, and the, the biggest shame, too, was that not only did the book end, but we had to suffer through a fair amount of bullshit to get there. We did like mm-hmm. that fucking sonic crossover the second one the, well, the first one, one was, was bad. Great. the first
1: yeah chris is right the first one I was I could not believe
4: fantastic. how good that first one went yeah. because it was it was really focused that second one i was i was worried about because i in, in case you didn't read it um the second sonic crossover was more like a capcom sega crossover which it was it was bad it was bad it could have been awesome but it, it if it was going to be awesome it would have needed to be insanely expanded because yeah, they just it,
1: they needed more time to, it and, was
4: one panel cameos for half these characters and they didn't do the Street Fighter characters well at all. The art was terrible on half the books. It was just a mess. The fir- and and it was it was sad because Worlds collide, the first crossover with Sonic I mean, that was that was crazy good. They had, they attacked that in the smartest way possible by making the team up not about Mega Man and Sonic, but about Dr. Wily and Dr. Robotnik. And, like, when Dr. Robotnik tried to kill Dr. Light that, and Dr. Oh Wily God. was just like, whoa, um, I want the guy, I don't like the guy, but I don't want to fucking kill him. You're crazy. <laughs> like... They did so many cool things in there. Like seeing Mega Man get the Chaos Emeralds and go Gold Mega Man, like it's pretty dope. That was really cool, and it was well drawn and well written. It made sense, but man, the worlds unite with pulling in the Sonic Boom characters, which are garbage. <laughs> <to have> knights <laughs> fly around for like a half a frame. Like you're gonna do a, you're gonna finally do a comic where. <laughs> You've got the Skies of Arcadia unit. Dan, you and I were just talking about Skies of Arcadia last night. Yes, that we was were. part of this crossover, and
1: they did it zero justice. Oh, yeah. yeah they, also, they threw a Monster Hunter, too. It, it got really off track.
4: And it would have been really cool that there was a way to handle that, and they did not do that well. And I think no. that had a lot to do with the politics of they knew at that point this shit was already coming to an end. And, like, I, the, the whole thing felt rushed. And. No pun intended. Ha ha. Yeah, but yeah, we did have to suffer But that that was the low point for me. I mean, even the filler stuff where Iceman had a crush on Roll, like oh that was terrible.
1: That... <laughs> it was weird, I lo- but it I, was... No, I I shipped them. I wanted it to happen. I oh. thought it was adorable. Did you just I, say I, I was, shipped it, them. I, I shipped them. I wanted it to happen. <laughs> oh. I, dude, I was all for Iceman <laughs> and Roll. I was all for Ice Roll. It's gonna That's be the really... old
0: Ice Roll. <laughs> I was until you said you shipped them.
1: Uh (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Um, What does that even mean? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It means (laughs) that
4: he's rooting for a relationship to happen. There
1: you go. Yeah. All right. Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) No. I mean, I didn't know what it is. I just hear girls say it all the time. I have have been
4: told that so many times. It just happened. Seriously, this happened in a meeting at work. A complete non sequitur from my boss's boss uh, just said something about shipping product uh, to somewhere else, or shipping somebody somewhere else, and he used the 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 term like ship, like um, the t- the Danvers sister and that cop lady from Supergirl, and I was like, wait, did you just segue into Supergirl in the middle of our business meeting and use the word ship? <laughs> to which you know. I then immediately jumped in and said, I'm not shipping for those two. I don't like that cop lady. I think she's <laughs> dumb. <laughs>
0: Supercross is oh. a great show, by the way.
4: Anyway, um, Mega Man. Great book. Really interesting ending. I, I appreciated the way they did it. Uh, runner-up. I wish I I I wish I had read it more recently so I could talk about it more. My runner-up was Why the Last Man, because that, that was an amazing mm. book beginning to end.
2: Yeah, that that was why I decided not to talk about Preacher, because there is not enough time with uh, five people on one episode to talk about Why the Last Man. Yeah, there's just not... <laughs> There's, there just isn't Mega Man. Excellent choice, though, Chris. Well, excellent think. choice. Uh, let's see. Dean, what musical cue do you have for us? Because if it's not glorious right now, I am going to be fucking upset.
1: Um, hang, hang on. Hang on. Just, just wait for a second. Just, just hang on. One moment. And uh, I, I will tell you what I have for you because it's, it's going to be great. Uh, I got. Stop it, phone. Come on. Come on. Do this, phone. Do this for me. Come on. There we go. Okay. Okay. There you go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Every time I have heard Bobby Roode's entrance music a hundred and thousand times by now. And every fucking okay. time, it's awesome. It's so good. Uh, I'm a anyway, fan
1: of Ty Dellinger's Perfect 10. Well,
2: sure, 10. But join us on our uh, new wrestling podcast, <laughs> starting up after the Royal Rumble. I'm making it official now because we didn't do it after Survivor Series because we're lazy fucks. After the Royal Rumble, done.
1: Okay, I don't have a say in this, I guess. Nope, <laughs> okay. you don't. Um. All right, anyway, so, so,
2: Dean, what do you got for us? I'm
1: sizing it down a little bit instead of talking about an entire... um book i'm gonna talk about uh an arc that i read and i put the book down and i was like well shit that that was fucking ominous and a little deep i'm gonna talk ominous? about uh, did ominous. you just say ominous 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 <laughs> ominous it's they're like very omen, similar words except uh
2: <laughs> i want
1: to no, talk I'm about not. tower of Babel. yep that's it <laughs> i just want to <laughs> talk
2: boom <laughs> mic drop good uh, show <laughs> Tower of Babel, the... J, the uh, JLA not, story arc. Not the literal Tower of Babel, because no. that would be about as off the rails as we could possibly get, but the <laughs> JLA... a great ending, the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, no, I, I want to talk about the uh, JLA story arc, the Tower of Babel, uh, written by Mark Waid, uh, pencils by Howard Porter, but that's not important because the art wasn't really great in this book. It's... Um, the story that really gets you here, uh, more or less, what happens? Uh, just to sum up f- a four-issue arc is that um, Batman gets duped by uh, Razalul. Are we saying Raish or Raz now?
2: It, I I always say Raish. Okay. But I always say Raz. That's because I'm a pretentious asshole. Right, um, a pretentious. I can't even with, say the fucking word.
1: I'm gonna stay with Raz. <laughs> but um, anyway, he gets he gets um, duped by uh, Raz, and uh, he ends up Raz ends up stealing. Uh, all the superheroes' weaknesses that Batman has kept in his computer, in case of some apocalyptic ending to the world where everyone turns on him, that means Batman can save the day because he thinks of those things because he's the detective. Um, so th- basically, it's it's four issues of the rest of the JLA besides Batman getting tortured almost to death <laughs> and. Uh, th- they sort of, that some way or another, they turn it around. I really don't want to ruin the book too much, but um, at the end of the book, uh, what really gets you is that once everyone's okay, you could see that everyone's just super pissed at and hurt by what Batman did because, you know, they thought he was a friend, and I, I mean, someone planning your demise to put you down, uh, even if you are super powered. Um, is hurtful. And I, I mean, there's logic behind what Batman's thinking because you can't let Superman go bad because that, that might as well be the end of the world. Um, so when confronted with his, uh, peers, um, and they're deciding outside, he's waiting outside and they're deciding in their little justice meeting room that whether he should stay in the justice league or not when they go back out, um, spoilers, by the way, uh, He's he's gone, and uh, the the last few um, uh, words are, you know, do you think you know him as well as you do to Superman? And Superman says, uh, "I do," because he already knew the outcome, and uh, he was gone. And I I mean, it it's just kind of a, a oh, fuck. It's sort of an emotional book because it, it's it's a. Betrayal by someone by these characters trusted so deeply with their secrets and you know their identities and what they're weak to and stuff and he Batman let it get into the wrong hands and the fact that he had it stored somewhere that someone could get at um that it was kind of like uh the one blurring weakness in in all of uh, the Justice League and I I mean it comes up a ton of times after this too I I think uh. When they did uh, the whole Brother Eye story arc mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. Uh, that that ends up becoming another thing is that getting into Batman's computer is like just being able to take over the world. And um, but this this one book, I, I I guess was before a lot of this started happening, and um, it's uh, it, it kind of made me step back and is like, is Batman really that good of a guy? You know, it made you question how how good of a hero he is if he's willing to. Um, Plan this sort of stuff just so easily and willingly that he could basically almost kill any any superhero in the world that he wants just because because he thinks it's necessary. So um yeah I I I thought it was really good. I I people are welcome to disagree with me, but Mark Wade is just always on point with his writing, and I feel this is one of his stronger pieces of work.
3: Can Can I ask you a quick question? Sure. They um they did the DC animated. I want to say it was Justice League War which was a loose interpretation of the Tower of Babel. But I remember at the end of that cartoon the the big question was, you know, B- Batman knows how to kill all of them. Mm-hmm. And then he takes the information on how to kill Batman and gives it to
2: Superman. Okay?
3: I, Did that happen in the in I can I it's been so I long don't since I've read hap- it. It doesn't
2: happen no, in, I don't in think the that Tower happens. of Babel story arc. Okay. Well, and it's like and they made such a big deal out of that in the cartoon, and it was just a, a little post-it note that said, "Wait," because you know he's old; he's going to die.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, he's the—he's really the only one that—that that is entirely, I guess, Hal Jordan's sort of human, but eh, he's got this fucking dope-ass ring, you know. So, um, yeah. yeah, I. No, that, I, that doesn't I, happen. This book, th- this
2: story arc, the the graphic novel for Tower of Babel, is um. If it's not the best JLA story arc that there has ever been, I, I I'm not sure what is.
1: I think it is. Um, it I, is I've... so
2: yeah. It, it is incredibly well written. The the creativity that Mark Waid showed in this story arc of how you would defeat these like Martian Manhunter, so incredibly powerful. Like his one weakness is fire, and that's kind of shitty. So what do they do? They cover. His skin and nanites that burst into magnesium yeah, and keep just keep him on fire. All the time. All the fucking time. He's just on fire. And he can't die, but he's just on fucking fire. That's pretty it's fucking terrible. And it itches they, like crazy. So I've heard. They use Scarecrow's fear toxin to make Aquaman afraid of water. That's awesome. <laughs> like, up, it's man. so. Intelligent. It was such a great yeah. All, all the story weaknesses art.
1: that they used were were pretty pretty good. I, I again, it was just such a well written book. And I, again, that's just a testament to Mark Wade. He could he could make Sonic good, and that's saying something. If he tried, if well, he wanted to, he doesn't want well. to. No <laughs> one wants want sure to. He. Ian Flynn doesn't want to, and he writes the book. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would no, be it, so it,
4: impressed
2: with a Mark Wade Sonic comic. <laughs> I don't know. I read his Archie book. wasn't impressed. Did um did any of the rest of you guys read read this? Never read it. Oh, years well years ago. Uh, yeah, I feel like I, I feel like
4: I have, but I don't remember. It must have been a while ago. I'll uh,
1: I'll yeah. share it with you guys. This is definitely one to read if you ever get a chance. And um, I Dan's right. It's probably one of the best story arcs for the JLA that's ever been. They got Plastic Man in it. Who doesn't love Plastic Man? <laughs> I love Plastic Man so much.
2: And it, the way they deal with Plastic Man is so fucking heartbreaking. Ugh. His fate, oh, God, like, it just, oh. <laughs> is it better or man. worse
4: than what happened to Elongated Man in Identity Crisis? Oh. It's so
2: much worse. Because <laughs> fuck Elongated Man, who cares? Well. And his wife. For wow. That <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. She's dead, sir. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Fucking comic book, they'll bring her back to life. Fine. But uh, no, this Tower of Babel. Good book, man. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely incredible. Um, I'm going to go next because uh, <laughs> I just decided that, and I want Evan to uh, feel the pressure of having to close out the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there is any pressure, but anyway. Um, I'll just hang up, really throw the show. off <laughs> <laughs> <It's all> thrills. <laughs> Good night, guys. Anyway, um, I want to talk about uh, Frank Miller's The Dark Knight. Now, when this book came out, I was I was way too young to uh to really appreciate it or uh to to do anything other than go <laughs> boobs with swastikas on them. Like that was about the uh, level of appreciation that I had for The Dark Knight. And in subsequent years, I I came to realize that uh, Frank Miller is a genius when he gives a shit and Man, did he give a shit on this book? The, uh, it is. Everybody has read this? Am I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're good. Correct in my assumption? Matt? I read this for a college course. Wow. Did you? Yeah. No shit. What was that like?
0: It was pretty far out, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Matt has gone full hippie. Just. <laughs> okay. He's wow, a ponytail hippie. now. That's crazy. <laughs> wow, but how'd you do that? Escalated quickly. In um, in 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 the story, it's basically ten years after Batman has retired, and it is an alternate future where Ronald Reagan is uh, just fucking shit up left and right. It is the eighties. It, it is it is the eighties. Just 80s. look at the Joker's suit. Holy <laughs> shit!
4: Is it the eighties? But eighty five percent shoulder pad.
2: <laughs> but it still works today. Like surprisingly enough, this is Fashion one of those
4: is very cyclical.
2: But even beyond the fashion, the the messaging in this book and the 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 author's purpose, if you will, are, still resonate. Unlike a lot of shit from the eighties, but um, hey, Talking end, Heads. No? <laughs> what was that, Chris? I was just saying the Talking Heads are awesome, but mm. can't remember They're if they really started are. in the eighties or not. I'm, oh, possibly. I don't know. Anyway, Batman basically has become an alcoholic at this point to to deal with the death of Jason Todd. This is, you know, pre-Tim Drake or any of that shit. And a a gang of criminals takes over Gotham City, they call themselves the Mutants, and they are just like, they file their fucking teeth down and they're just weird and, and again, very 80s. Very, Really uh, into the X-Men. Very big fans of the Marvel Universe. They were Marvel's dumb. Um, <laughs> And they're just they're just fucking up Gotham left and right. And eventually, Batman makes his way back. He 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 decides that it, he needs to come out of retirement. He needs to retake his city. And he goes and has this big battle with the the leader of the mutants and and fucking st- destroys him. And the mutants kind of fall in line under Batman and become, they call themselves, the sons of the Bat. While all of this is happening, the Joker has basically gone, um, has basically become a recluse because he has no reason to live. Without Batman, there is no reason for there to be a Joker. And he's just in prison, and he has this uh, just fucking really annoying therapist <laughs> that that parades him around like once he starts to wake back up, um, you know the therapist is going around talking about how he's cured the Joker and you know he was just misunderstood and all this shit and uh, they they bring him out on David Letterman and uh, Joker reverts back to to his old self, fucking kills everybody in the audience and uh, starts up his war with Batman again. And we finally get, in this book, a conclusion to the Batman-Joker saga. And I think what I like so much about this book, especially in reference to to this topic in particular, is that it's kind of a series of endings. You have the end end of the mutant um, uprising in Gotham, and then you have the end of the Batman-Joker saga. And the way that that ends, with this just massive fight, like Joker has killed a bunch of Boy Scouts by this point because he's... Asshole, um, who kills boy scouts? I mean,
4: Joker, honestly, who they don't bring shoe? you fucking cookies like the girl scouts do. Oh,
1: but he was still, probably mad about that. Maybe he just wanted a uh, thin what mint. What's this? Like, like, I want some thin
4: mints, motherfucker. A and they're like, Yo, You're thinking of the girl scouts, and he's like, That's it, murder's
2: all around. <laughs> <laughs> done, done, done. Anyway, so they, they, my lipstick up? and shoulder pads. God damn it, <laughs> god damn it. They end up at an amusement park, and after a, a pretty brutal fight, uh, Batman basically has to wrestle with the decision that we've seen him wrestle with countless times of, do I kill the Joker or not? And Joker, spoilers <laughs> for the book that came out in 86 or whatever, um, Joker takes the decision into his own hands and breaks his own neck so that the Joker's death would be blamed on Batman after he calls him a coward, that's some fucked up shit. Like, I don't care how tough you are. If you're fighting a dude and he's like laying there dying and he's like, come on, kill me, pussy. And your response is no. And he calls you a coward and breaks his own neck. You're going to do some soul searching after that. That's pretty
1: know. hardcore. I got to say. I have is... always
2: stood by the assertion that the way to win
4: any fight is to out crazy the other guy. If you can outcrazy the person <laughs> on the really other end of a fight, you will always win. Neck.
2: <laughs> that, that's every fight I've ever been in I'm just like snap what now motherfucker like you yeah. know if you if you get
4: into a bar fight for example and like the guy breaks a bottle over the bar and holds it up to you you break the bottle over your own head and hold it up to him he's not gonna fight you anymore he's gonna be like alright you'll <laughs> probably be, fight unconscious. You because be unconscious
1: yeah that's <laughs> if you survive the bottle smash you gotta
4: build up the tolerance alright start with small bottles like the little wow. airplane bottles <laughs>
1: Start slamming them into your skull.
4: Start with light bulbs. Move up from there.
1: (laughs) You have a lot of cuts on your head. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's all about
4: out crazy and the other guy, Dean. It's all all about the crazy. You're not
1: devoted to the crazy. (laughs) Sorry. I apologize. Silly me. (sighs) So,
2: after Joker breaks (laughs) his own neck, Ronald Reagan calls Superman. Because at this point, most of the heroes are gone. Um... Except for Superman. He is still the paragon (laughs) of virtue. He is the American ideal truth, justice, and the American way, and all that bullshit. Sorry, I just started thinking of Green Arrow. (laughs) Well, Green Arrow's a... We're getting there. He's fucking great in this book. He really is. He's just a fucking crotchety old one-armed man. (laughs) He makes Batman seem like a ray of sunshine. He really fucking does. He's like an... Angry Deaf Leopard drummer. Awesome. Um, <laughs> that was a one-armed <laughs> joke. <laughs> uh, speaking of one-armed, you can check out my review of the Crippled Masters Kung Fu Fridays right here on geekade.com. Um,
1: deep cut. Wow, deep <laughs> You're going to finish
2: this summer, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to finish it this summer. Two months ago. Shut up. Things <laughs> happened, Chris. All right?
1: Nothing happened. Just like Nick <laughs> was supposed to be on tonight.
2: You know, I have never claimed to be reliable. I, you can, don't fucking put that Listen, evil on me, Ricky Bobby. We love you anyway, okay? Don't I know, worry about I know. it. know, 100%. Anyway. 10 out of 10, best host. 10, 10 out of 10, best, would host again. Best host
3: on this. Wait. <laughs> on this. way back. Show. <laughs> we have a lot of hosts on this show. Okay, go. We do.
2: <coughs> Thanks, announcer guy. And thank you for checking. Oh, no. We Should I a be recording, <laughs> <laughs> Matt? <laughs> so anyway, uh, Ronald Reagan calls Superman, <laughs>
1: and, and uh,
2: we get to what I think what makes this book have the the perfect ending is that there there has always been this this kind of ridiculous fanboy argument of could Batman defeat Superman? No, like that that seems fairly obvious. Mm-hmm no he could
0: what about tower the- babel
2: no batman doesn't defeat superman ray Ghoul does with the help of some nanite bullshit and kryptonite batman can't fucking beat superman it's just not a thing that can happen kind of ridiculous except the way that he does it here because they get into a ridiculous fight batman's got the armor you know the, the really badass armor that they ripped off for Batman versus Superman, um, and I'm going to say ripped off because that movie sucked. And then they found out so. that they had the same mom. And then yeah, Martha, <laughs> <best laughs> <to laughs> <was> okay. Martha, as
3: <laughs>
0: you <I just Martha. laughs> <laughs> Frank Miller wrote that. Wow, <laughs> Martha,
2: my dear. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Miller did write a book called Martha Go- Martha Washington Goes to War. Completely <laughs> besides the <laughs> point. Excellent book. Thanks, Dan. Anyway, master um, of the
3: Segway. Wait a minute. <laughs>
2: Yes, I'm very good on that thing. I'm like a 10 mall out of 10. Um So the way, the way that they end this fight here is Batman convinces Superman that he has had a heart attack and died in the heart of their battle and is able to slow his heart down enough to the point where he doesn't die, but Superman can't really pick it up. And as they are attending the funeral of Bruce Wayne, Superman eventually, you know, this is some weeks later after the fight, hears the heartbeat and just kind of gives a wink and knows that that is the way that he has been beaten. He has been outsmarted by Batman. And the book ends with Batman and Robin, who is Carrie Kelly, deciding that they need to train the sons of the Bat and they are going to you know, do it right to use non-lethal force and all that. And they're going to take the city back and it's going to be awesome. And we are going to pretend that the two sequels to, to this book have not existed. And we're just going to say that it ended here, and it. was perfect.
1: It was perfect. Some of the One
3: most of recognizable favorite. imagery of Batman comes out On of this, this book.
1: Oh yep. Absolutely,
2: the fucking jumping with the lightning
3: bolt is riding the horse with the gun, the, yes. the armor, like him standing over. I mean,
2: it is. Well, this Batman. is
1: where we get uh, this is where we get bulky Batman from. Yes.
2: Yeah, this is, uh, I o- mean, this over-roided
1: is... over Gears of War, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> this is Gears of War, Batman, but it is... No, it works. He, Frank Miller made it work.
2: It's perfect. It's per and, and the sequels, DK2, and whatever the fuck this current thing is... Um, I Want More Money? ...have been just not good. I, DK2 was okay. This this new one, yeah, we I were, don't even know if it's over yet. Of we of reviewed a couple the of opinions of Dan not the opinions of Evan... Please keep all that in mind. Oh, just because you interviewed the man (laughs) doesn't mean you can't. And fucking the master race isn't even his. He's not even writing it. Fucking Azarello's writing it. it.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. like Azarello's writing it. You're allowed to say it's not
3: good. Just covered. I know most of the people, so just covered my ass.
2: I have no journalistic integrity. I don't give a shit. I know you don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like about you. Azarello's brilliant. 100 bullets fucking great book we could have talked about that ending <laughs> fucking perfect but we didn't anyway so uh, Frank Miller Batman fucking fabulous and, and, and you're absolutely right uh, Revan <laughs> God damn it! I, I don't know where you was going Thanks, <laughs> I have had a lot to drink this evening um, Rope, Rope. some of the most some of the most powerful and popular Batman imagery comes from this book <laughs> if you've never read it you do know these images so, <laughs> you've seen it somewhere there you go. All right, that's all I got. Revan, what do you got? <laughs> Fucking villain from Knights of the, Night of the Old Republic. John. That's right. Wow. All
3: right. Ever for the entirety of my comic book reading existence, I've always been a superhero fan. I always like capes and cowl's and pecs and tits and just superheroes. <laughs> what? And the problem. NFL
2: Super Pro, your favorite book of all time. Absolutely.
3: And the problem. <laughs> with liking superheroes, especially mainstream superheroes, you don't get endings. Mm -hmm. Every story is act two, over and over again. So a lot of times they regurgitate stuff over and over and over again. I was always a fan of Superman, so when I read the 12-issue run of All-Star Superman, I I could have stopped Mm. reading Superman books. Written by Grant Morrison, Frank, Frank Quietly did yeah. the art. Some people it he's is, he's is polarizing. I really like his artwork. When when working at a comic shop, and I I would sell this book to people. The the way I would explain it is this is this is Superman's bucket list because um, an incident happens in space where uh, Doctor Quintum is, Octopus. They're they're they're. They're looking at the sun, and Lex sabotages their ship, and it 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 explodes or it, it it just malfunctions, and Superman has to go up and save them. And whilst doing that, something happens to Superman where his cells overcharge. Okay, and he gets this new power, but that power is killing him. So this doctor tells him he's got he's got a year to live, and Superman keeps that quiet, and he just starts checking off things to do before he dies uh, tells Lois they have a wonderful day he actually uh, makes her a serum that gives her his power so they could just hang out for 24 hours huh. does a bunch of stuff with the bottle city of Kandor. I boom 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 checking off every every box that needed to be checked and one of those boxes was getting Lex Luthor Arrested for life and sentenced to death. Okay, so now Lex is in jail and taken care of. Whilst in jail, Clark goes to give do an interview. Lex somehow escapes by ingesting this this potion similar to the one that you know Superman gave to Lois that gives him the powers of Superman. Okay. And with that happening Lex has the ability to take over the world okay but what the the reason this story the ending to this story is so good is because there is a point where Lex finally sees the world as Superman does and he cries because he finally understands why Superman does what he does why he is the man that he is. It it brought their their story full circle. Superman has has the ability to to defeat Lex, but in in doing so he has exhausted himself and he he he, he can't go on. He is going to die. He says his final goodbyes. Now, during all of this 12 issue arc, a number of things happen, and one of those things is that the sun is dying, okay? With this whole thing that Lex did, fucked up the sun, and now it's going out. So with this super irradiated Superman, the last thing that he does is fly into the sun and restart it and builds a machine inside the sun to keep it powered, and he is running that machine for the rest of existence. This story sums up why Superman is one of the best superheroes ever. the 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 overwhelming care that he has for the entirety of a planet that is not his is ridiculous. It, it's 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 moving, and in this tw- beautifully drawn twelve issue miniseries, you get. Every possible storyline nice and neatly tied up. We know what happens with Lois. We know what happens with Lex. We know what happens with, with the bizarro. Superman shows up there for a little bit. A uh, couple of people, a couple of Krypton, Kryptonians show up. They 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 get sent off and to do what they need to do in Candor. Every story that has run through every issue of Superman sort of gets tied up in this 12-issue run perfectly and it opens up at the very very end that because Superman has sacrificed himself for the good of the human race this Quentin figures out a way that if necessary we can protect the world with a Superman 2 now that doesn't happen so that's why this is still a good ending of a story Yeah, it it, the the fact that we will never see any of the like this is out of continuity will never happen. Like we will never see the end of Superman. Okay, even the death of Superman wasn't the death of Superman. Nah. Okay, this story is 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 what we will not get in the regular run of a comic or of a superhero comic because. We, we don't like. Wolverine is technically dead. He's not dead. He's going to be back shortly. Like, well, and he's still there anyway. Uh,
4: yeah, Logan they came. They just back. brought so, the mean, other like, one back. Doesn't Wolverine do everything shortly?
3: Yeah, that's true
2: because he's a short guy. Oh, Huzzah!
3: Wow, man, one arm jokes. jokes are fine, <laughs> but height
2: jokes—I don't know, Chris. I mean, even that's a bit
3: edgy. At one point in time in this story. He like sort of dies, but they they show him in like this. I don't know, like afterlife sort of. But he's talking like he he wraps up shit with his father, Jarrell.
2: Like you're not it's getting perfect.
3: like you're not getting that it's, anywhere
2: else. It's absolutely perfect. The epitome, the
3: perfect Superman story. And over a 12 12 issue run there were I don't know six seven storylines not one of them failed. No. Not like there wasn't a point in the storyline going ah eh, this was weak. You could read issues 1 through 3, skip 4 and 5 and no, from start to finish perfect telling of Superman.
1: I don't uh I don't always love Grant Morrison because he can get a bit uh nuts, mm-hmm. but th- this is oh well, yeah, I'm being nice, but <laughs> yeah no he he can definitely like this is if if you want to do a like uh, a writer spotlight this is probably one of the best examples of him at his finest.
3: Yeah, I fully agree. And the imagery that that shows up the covers of this, I mean. Buying it in trade is great, it's it's cheaper, you get the whole story, I get it. But you if you don't have the cover images for the 12 issues, you are missing, one of my all time favorite pictures to ever grace a comic comes from, I wanna say it was issue seven or maybe 12. It's Superman holding the world in like a, an astrally projected, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece. Did uh, quietly do all the covers too? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. This it's just amazing, amazing artwork and a phenomenal story. It's it it by far my all time favorite story run.
2: I'm I'm trying to look for the cover right now. It's not seven. It's not. Eight. It's ten. It's, is it ten? Ten.
1: The perfect. It note. is.
2: The perfect ten, the Ty Dillinger of comic books first. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now I'm happy. <laughs> I'm here for you. Um, yeah man, I, I, I think you you put that about as perfectly as as you possibly could. This is when because comic books for some reason still have a stigma of like being for kids or or them not being a legitimate creative medium mm-hmm. and this is the type of book. Um, I think, along with things like Tower of Babel and, you know, um, fucking, Ock, where you give this to somebody and you're like, no, no, read it. It's a it's a work of literature with really pretty pictures. Yeah, like, and I am one of the people who does not like Frank Frank White. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it in this book it is so perfect for what they're doing w- i was going to say i think it works well book.
1: for superman better than it does for other things cuz i we've we've read other things that he's done uh, wh- what was that one uh, jupiter rising jupiter ascending or jupiter, jupiter yeah, rising that, what the, no. h- him yeah.
3: what that wasn't jupiter's legacy jupiter's, yeah, jupiter's legacy. legacy thank you um, <laughs> those other two i think were really bad movies but sorry um,
1: but yeah like i that was a prime example of like me not liking quietly uh here i don't know what it was i think it's just it fits Superman so well. Um, it just it worked. The, I I explained it to someone. The way
3: quietly draws everybody looks soft, okay, mm-hmm. like like poofy almost, and I I think that imagery or that visualization of Superman in his dying days makes sense. That like he's slowing down. Everything's okay. We're gonna you know like. He doesn't have to be super – like, the suit isn't tight. It's wrinkly. Like, it's just the right art for this story.
1: He uh, he actually – the way he drew it, it kind of reminded me of uh, the 1950s, like, Superman s- uh, serial mm-hmm. uh, show that they like had. Like the, the Fleischer cartoons? Fleischer, yeah. no, no, not the cartoons. The The live action. I forget the guy who uh, oh. did the – Oh, uh, he Reeves? Jorge uh, yeah, George George Reeves. Uh, Jorge he, Reeves, who's he, actually Mexican. He uh, he kind <laughs> of reminded me of that, and I I don't know that kind of drew me to the book a little bit. Mm-hmm.
2: It's I, it, it's just it's just perfect,
1: and it really does
2: show like Superman. Superman's a hard book to read month to month because it gets it's really boring after a while of like well. What are you gonna do? He's Superman. That's you know uh, I mean?
1: unfortunately that's the problem with Superman. He's always gonna be the top dog because he's the original. So back then I was like, give him super strength, give him, give him this, give him that, give you, him everything. You, you can't fucking die. What, what? What do you mean? He's the best. And yeah, now when you have all these flawed characters that make for better stories, you have him, who is essentially God, and it's it's tough to write a book about him. I mean, granted, people do write good stuff with him in it. It's just it it's. Few and far between nowadays. Yeah, it really I is. Mean, you know, it can be
4: done. Look at Superman: The Animated Series. Yeah, like yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that shows brilliant beginning, middle to end. So it, it definitely can be done. It's it's not. It, he's not the easiest character to come up with certain things for, just because he doesn't have so many weaknesses. But again, his powers are so malleable; you can make his powers as strong or as weak as you want half the
2: time. Yeah. Well yeah. And have any of you guys ever read? Superman for all seasons? Mm -hmm. I have not. I couldn't make it past the cover. (laughs) Oh, God. It's fucking stunning. It's one of the few books that, like, that has legit made me cry. You know, like, reading it, it's just so beautifully told. And it's, I mean, it's worlds different than All-Star Superman, but it takes Superman and just tells this really beautiful story. And, I mean, one of the things I think that this book does really well, too, that All-Star does is it embraces the inherent sci-fi weirdness of Superman being an alien. Mm-hmm. Like, there is weird shit in this book. Yeah. Like, there's weird robots and weird stuff that Superman has. But they also did the thing that I think will forever make Christopher Reeves the best actor to portray Superman. In this book, Grant Morrison writes Clark Kent and Superman to very distinctly different character much the same way that christopher reeves in the movie slouches over and parts his hair to a different side and talks in a in a almost effeminate voice you know he puts on that that affectation that speaking and then i mean there's the scene in the superman movie where when he's about to decide to tell lois like you finally realize it because he stands up tall and it's like oh shit like I now understand how people could fucking fall for the glasses as the disguise. in that, in that one second,
3: he grows like eight inches. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that was a stunning. penis joke. I'm sorry. It's
1: <laughs> he got really excited. It's a but it's
2: a stunning transformation. None of the other actors, I don't think, even Brandon Ralph, who I really liked as Superman, I don't, I didn't like him as Clark Kent. And Henry Cavill, there was he's no difference way, between the two. He's way too sexy as Clark Kent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but he really is. Like, he plays Clark Clark Kent in like a in a lumberjack sexy kind of way. But and that's there's not... no
3: difference in his Superman and Clark Kent. There's not. There's not. Yeah. I mean, clothing, no, he... but other than that, no.
1: Yeah, did you he, see he had that the, the new same dude attitude.
4: That did it on Supergirl. What's that? Did you see that new dude who played him on the beginning of the season of Supergirl? You mean
3: the second most perfect Superman ever portrayed on screen? And,
4: yeah. Like.
3: Yeah. He was great. Huh? They didn't have uh, Smallville do it? No. Nope. I would have thought Smallville would have done it. I'm still holding out for Kingdom Come for that one. But mm. that's... Oh,
1: God. Stop that would it. be very
4: cool. Uh, Dude, but she got but, another, like, 30 years before Tom Welling looks like that. He's got Ultra a
3: little gray Ultra. now.
2: He, he shaved his head. But, anywho, doesn't matter. Anyway. This book... In this book I, does that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't... It. Grant Morrison has captured the difference between the two characters, I think, better than any other writer tackled. This... This...
3: The relationship between Superman, Clark, and Lois in this book, it, it's perfectly done. Like, you see, because he tells her she doesn't believe him, he has to prove it, and then then there's this whole little, I don't know, love square, because he's, like, <laughs> the Samson and Atlas. They're, like, vying for her affection when she's Superwoman, and they face up against the alt-he- Superman faces up against the Ultra Sphinx Yeah, it's so cool And it's like Yeah, like they don't really show Superman is kind of smart because he can Read really fast and he has like that Like memory stuff And (laughs) like every facet Of Superman (laughs) is shown in This book And it's done well None of it like falls short That's my choice
2: And that's why I wanted to end with you because I I thought it was the perfect, uh, the perfect choice because it is such a beautifully, beautifully well done Superman story. And Superman is, is comic. I mean, it. it,
1: Everyone knows who Superman is. You know, not everyone knows the Green Lantern.
4: Exactly. He's like Super Mario to video games.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. An icon.
2: There was I mean, some... I was good. I was gonna go with Sleepwalk, and <laughs> put All Star Superman. Like, uh... fuck! I gotta my choice.
1: You and your sleepwalker, shut up. <laughs>
3: I was, I was thinking, I was trying to find a Moon Knight one, but in all, all good conscience, I couldn't do that. <laughs> no. I, I, I know where my guy falls short.
1: <sighs>
3: right, in this book, Superman has a pet sun eater. that's a thing (laughs) it's so weird it's such a weird book if i'm not mistaken this is also is it is it this story arc where we we you get the uh the key to um the fortress of solitude is is a a, like a, a dwarf star or something is that in this book it's, it, yeah, like he it's just leaves the out key stu- out in front of the he door? He just leaves
2: it on, under the doormat <laughs> and nobody else can lift it but him.
3: I loved that theory.
2: Just a yellow yeah. key
3: sitting right out in front of his door. And he's like, go ahead, try it. Pick it up. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead.
2: <laughs> it's the dwarf star. No one can lift it. But... Awesome. Oh, it's a beautiful book. And gentlemen, I believe that's going to put a wrap on the Paper Cuts podcast. It was a beautiful wow.
1: series. Mm.
4: Beautiful it's series. It a good time been with us since the beginning since before the beginning since before oh,
2: man the beginning of the beginning yeah. but like i said have no fear dear listeners we will be back <laughs> we'll get a with... hold
3: of nick at some point in <laughs>
2: time i will fucking find him i promise does he know he's doing a podcast
1: <laughs> i thought i reminded him back a couple months ago oh he knows
2: very exciting um no nick and i uh Former host of the of the Paper Cuts podcast, Mr. Nick Grillo, uh will be back joining me. It will be just the two of us uh, talking about a bunch of different shit in the, uh, in the world of, you know, the four-color funny pages, man. And I'm pretty excited about it. it. It should be a really good time. So please, once you have finished listening to this episode, make sure you are checking back um, on the website, on Geekade.com to find out, you know, new show, update your podcast feeds and all that good stuff. Um, we really do appreciate all the support. Um, it's been a really fun time. We've had we've had some really fucking ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous shit happen on this show. And we got to fucking interviews Andrew Cannon, which is pretty fucking cool. I was pretty excited. Yeah, about it was that, all right. You know. I felt a little awkward about it. Well, <laughs> he did attack me, so we we never were able to uh to get uh mr williams to uh to attack dean in person Um cp
1: dubs will have C- his revenge cp dubs will live again i don't travel anywhere without my boxing gloves anymore so <laughs> i'm ready He's to go
2: kick your ass it'd be awesome Uh again we do appreciate your listening if you want to get a hold of any of us, uh, you can always shoot us a mail, um, an email over at uh, mail at pk.com. I mean, I suppose you could send something to a P.O. box. Under a, we might eventually get it. Um, <laughs> you fucking old ass person, stop listening to a podcast. Shut up. Oh my God. Better get with your life. Who mails things?
1: Maybe Ugh. someone who actually wants to send us a package. What, what a package. So exactly. Why did you say package like that? Ferg oh. gets stuff. Ferg gets stuff all the time. Well, I I yeah, love people Berg, like Ferg. You know. Nobody months. likes us.
2: <laughs> Nobody loves us the way they love. Actually, Berg. that's well, the problem.
1: Well, uh, I was stream. Fun fact: While I was streaming last night, um, some guy comes in and he's like, "Is this where the Stone Age gamer <laughs> nerds do their streaming?" And I. <laughs> I said, he came um, into your house. No, no, no. Some no, guy no. just came into my <laughs> house. And was he, like, he was in the uh, he out. was in the chat you. room, and I was. I said, "Well, yeah, sort of." And he's like, "Can I talk shit about them here?" And I said, "Well, no. What? <laughs> <laughs> <Talk> <laughs> if you have what? anything nice to say, what the fuck? You should and, let him talk uh, shit about them. We'll well, like, him. We'll find them. It's fine." <laughs> but he's like, "What nerd are you?" And I said, "I'm. I'm not on the show anymore. <laughs> what nerd are you?" Jesus neckbeard what, what was What's his the, screen name uh hashtag Biff Tannen no oh. no no it wasn't I, I, don't, I don't know it's like <laughs> I mean that would
3: be a good screen name
1: but... it was like Zavackery for the uh. win or something I don't know some fucking stupid I think he was a fan of the show he was just poking fun at us but uh. I was like just, it was so random and I, I was like oh, yeah, I'll fight him I, I'll let them know we'll sick Matt out of him, fight him. <laughs> we both said the same thing
3: with different words I'm, <laughs>
1: Matt knows kung fu. Actually, Matt was there. Matt might have seen that. Did you it see that, was I didn't.
3: I didn't see the exchange.
1: <laughs> Did you fight him?
3: Chris, I'm giving that laugh to you. I heard it. Everybody <laughs> else ignored it. <laughs>
2: I didn't hear it. It was Matt, is what he said. <laughs> no. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, all right, boy. back on the rails, back on the rails. If you want to get a hold of any of us individually, you can always find us all on Twitter. I am at Geekade Dan. Evan is at Geekade underscore Evan. Chris
1: is at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Dean is at Kimono underscore Vestlord. And you can find Matt at
2: Geekade Matt. You like saying Matt. (laughs) At at.
4: Oh, now I want an at at that's half Matt (laughs) much. You don't
2: have the Matt at. I got one for Christmas last year. There are so Lord. many
4: possible images
3: for this week's episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about this podcast? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ooh. Gotcha. Anyway, thanks Dan, again for listening. Make sure to check out the website, EK.com, to find out all the information about our new comic book show that will be coming next week. Uh, Chris, were you? did you have something? Uh, About anything in particular, or just (laughs) no, I thought I heard you. I thought I heard your voice trying to come in. No, that that was
1: me telling you to sing us out, but you Uh, you can tell them about the imaginary wrestling podcast that apparently I'm now a part of.
2: (laughs) Yes, and make sure to check out in January, the day after the Royal Rumble. Dean and I will be recording a brand new wrestling podcast that will be at least. Once a month, if not twice a month, depending on what I can talk my wife into and what I can talk my wife to. But brand new wrestling podcast coming from me and Dean. Uh, Matt, you're going to have more stuff coming up. Dean's got more stuff coming up. Um, I suppose you listen to this episode. It's okay. Um, (laughs) Suppose. It's tolerable at best. Really is. I mean, all right. How about this? There's a average. really
4: knowledgeable
3: guy that that does stuff with our website. He has a lot of knowledge about beer. Um, he's the embiming scribe. You should really mm-hmm. read his mm. stuff.
2: That guy's fucking great. Other dude, hacked up. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's been a while
4: since he's written a bits of
2: brews too. <laughs> That's right. But I know. It's not like there was one that tied in to fucking, you know, all types of Halloween shit. Anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah there were no halloween beers
2: no yeah. there wasn't there wasn't like six video games featured it was a terrible art I hated it. awful awful atrocious before you
3: can't sign off yet you let me know when you're ready to sign off i'm ready okay we should <laughs> really really thank the announcer guy one um, last time because all of us all of us. One, all of us one good one good shot ready one two three
4: Should I be recording? Yes. (laughs) Test.
3: Thank
1: you, Matt. (laughs) Oh, Evan, you got to play us out with the fucking Asian paper cuts theme.
4: Absolutely. Castlevania. (laughs) Castlevania. (laughs) Castlevania.
1: (laughs) For the
2: announcer guy, for Evan Goldstein, Chris Randazzo, Dean DeFalco, Matt Mudd, Dan Ryan, I am Dan Ryan. I, I, I'm dead, Ryan <laughs> Your face
3: showed up on my screen with you crying <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to start recording Start recording now Good. Test, test